Hello and welcome to my show, Could You Be More Specific? I'm your host, Jonathan Steele, coming to you through the way of the Stay Woke Podcast. And on this episode of Could You Be More Specific, I want to talk about love and treatment. Now, one of the things that kind of stood out to me earlier this week that was a storyline was the post that LeBron James made in regards to black women. So I wanted to kind of follow up on that. And then also, I'm also going to just pick up on the issues still going on with with the national anthem protests in the NFL since the season's co- upcoming, but also with another rally that is uh, about ready to happen. But I'm going to start first with LeBron. Now, I know he kind of caught some flack on social media because he had made a post statement talking about his love of black women and just respecting women of color in general. And like all things, you know, that's going to become a controversial take. So that led to him saying why can he he can't say he's pro women but then he isolates and mentions black women and just women of color well but the thing that i i took from that is a lot of times is that whenever you say proudly that you love someone or you have love for a particular group of people that's somehow always viewed as hatred then for everyone else um which is still kind of odd to me it's almost like if someone you know no one would ever question someone who was irish telling their Irish mother or grandmother that they love them. That's not anti-England. It just means you love your Irish grandmother or mother. It's the same thing. You know, LeBron, like a lot of black men, can love the black women in their lives. It doesn't mean that they automatically then hate other races of women. It just means that these are the people that are in their lives. And I know we've kind of talked about this issue before, and it seems like that is often happening a lot especially with black people. And it is designed to kind of keep us kind of at odds with each other. And we've seen that now happen over the course of weeks with, you know, LeBron and Donald Trump wasn't, you know, inserting Michael Jordan in that argument by accident. It was to create an an argument for black people to now start fighting amongst each other between LeBron and Michael. And it's the same thing here. It's to get a prominent black man whose wife happens to be black. He has black children, a black mother, you know, hey, you know, we know that black, you don't got to promote that. And, you know, when, when you hear that kind of stuff, it's like, really? Well, you know, you're all up for, you know, promoting other stuff that is detrimental towards black women. We'll do that all day. We can promote we can promote any negative stereotype. I feel like this if love and hip hop can exist for what it is as a scripted reality show that depicts black women oftentimes in heightened situations that in some cases can be true, but in a lot of cases it's not. If I have to accept that, that that's a part of the reality of what our society's at, then you have to accept the fact that there's, there's women who look like them who are not behaving that way and need to be highlighted and they need to be appreciated. I don't understand why um, when it comes to black women, a lot of times and showing love and appreciation for them, we have these issues and that's what ended up happening with the whole Slim Thug, Russell Wilson, Sierra thing. And I've listened to multiple videos on that, on people's insights, pro and against it. And, and in the end, it's 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 really about, are you in a situation that's better for you? And if you are, and you feel confident enough to talk about it, then you should feel good enough about talking about it. No one's attacking, and rightfully so, Denzel Washington when he says great things about his wife, nor should they. Should he not be able to say that about her? Because it'll offend certain people. Now, granted, Denzel's not on social media, but, you know, it always seems like whenever we see prominent, successful black men and they highlight or mention black women in a complimentary way, 
that becomes like, hey, well, we can't do that. But it seems like we co-sign all the time when we put black women down. We'll do that in a heartbeat. And I just think it should be a balance. You know, it should be a balance on this type of stuff. And I like the fact that he kind of stood tall in what he said. I haven't seen any posts or anything acknowledging the nonsense of beyond that. It's almost to a point where if you're going to say certain statements, you should just post it and like turn comments off. It's really hit that kind of messaging now. And I think people forget how it seems big. Social media seems big because of the amount of likes. And so it kind of creates this argument. Oh, we have all these different, you know, accounts of people that are are upset or happy about whatever. And And it's still a small percentage of people. It's a lot of people that still don't use Twitter. A lot of people still don't use Instagram. It is a segment of the population. It's it's another form of free advertising. But, um, you know, the, that that's something that I I continue to follow and, and watch. And that's why I think the whole Russell Wilson slim thug thing to me was so fascinating, uh, especially on the end from people saying, like, if you're a clean cut black guy versus a street black guy, how how can a girl be into two different things? It's it's the same reason why, some, you know, that would be dumb to say, hey, well, if you're a light skinned black girl, why would you be attracted to a light skinned black guy? That doesn't make any sense. Attraction is is a is a pretty open spectrum. It's you know, I you know, it doesn't make any sense. You know, if 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 you're a girl and you happen to be of dark skin, it's not out of the realm of possibility that you would find Morris Chestnut and Shamar more attractive. It's not changing. So you know, those are just some of the things that I've kind of um, noticed throughout the week with uh, some of the, the things that have been talked about overall uh, in regards to that topic. Uh, so I'll probably definitely want to follow up and pick up on that at some point. I want to go ahead and transition to uh, I know the recent preseason games that have been going on for the NFL and a couple of the Miami Dolphins players uh, who protested. One of the players has been outspoken and he steals and pretty much. Uh, who's a wide receiver for the Dolphins and saying that, you know, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed are being blackballed. And now we got, you know, some members of the police union boycotting the Dolphins games and that they shouldn't work them. And, 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 and I guess one of the things that's kind of fascinating about that is that you can't pick and choose when you want to be a professional all the time. Sometimes you just got to do your job and there's going to be a march, I believe for the KKK in D.C. And as American citizens, whether or not I agree with them or not, they have a right to protest whatever it is they want to protest in a civil discourse of matter, so to speak. One of the most famous photos of Charlottesville last year when they were promoting that march, which led to someone unfortunately passing away, or should I say dying, was a photo of a black officer in front of a white man with an armed gun. And no one's saying like, hey, we should take that man's guns away. They're saying like, hey, he's an American citizen. He's a private citizen. His gun is safely uh, in his possession. Uh, he has a right to to march and protest. Okay. Okay. You know, a little more far-fetched than someone walking around with a, a sign in the street. But okay. You have an automatic rifle or gun or whatever type gun you want to walk around and you want to protest, you hate certain people. Okay, that's fine. But 
if you're the police and you can protect them and their rights, you can't protect the fact that, you know, players of color know that the flag does not represent them. It doesn't. This country wasn't built for black people. And that's fine. It really is fine. A lot of us don't even argue that point. It's just when you get to the point where, well, because it bothers me, then this should be a problem for you. Well, I mean, it's never been that way for us. How many more people you got to see get killed on video for you to want to change the laws? How many attorney generals are leading that? How many governors are leading that? You know, we still have police officers still hurting civilians at will. But that, but uh, uh, an NFL player raising a fist or taking a knee, find another way to protest. That's what the president said about Malcolm Jenkins. Find another pro- a way to protest. But when it came to Charlottesville last year, you had things happening on many sides. It's complex. Well, then this is complex because you don't have videos of black people murdering white people. Just like in slavery, when, when black people had that small period of time of freedom for that, I believe that 10 year period, black people weren't attacking white people. They went on about their lives. A lot of them didn't even know how to function because they had been so desensitized and programmed from slavery because that's what institutionalized racism does. So a lot of them didn't even know how to function without being in that environment because it was as demented and twisted as it is, it was still constructive. A lot of black people just decided to go on their own way. And that's oftentimes what a lot of black people do now. They end up doing their own thing. They don't really, I heard Dr. Umar Johnson say this, and I and I, saw, I understand why he said what he said, but I disagree in some fashions when he said that, you know, uh, black people loving white people. And I, I understand why he said that, because there is a certain level of truth in that, because you haven't really seen a group of people who was taken captive still live in the country that they're still somewhat have been held in captivity of. But I think it's also an element to to black people overall is that we function just fine, period, with or without something. And for a lot of people, some people do that better than others. But when it comes to our culture and our people, a lot of times we do that really well. We're able to function and and not be in a mind state where we're where we're necessarily paranoid all the time. And I think that's what a lot of white people don't understand. Most black people don't fake racism. Most don't. Have there been cases where that probably has happened? Yeah. It probably has. You know? But if all things are created equal, would somebody black prefer not to be bothered throughout a day? Absolutely. When it comes to racism. Because it's out of your control. It's out of your hands. A lot of times, you know, if you're white and you look in a room and you see only one black person in that room, you need to really evaluate, like, man, I got to change up this room. Because you're not going to get an honest answer from that one person who's diverse. It's like a group of guys having one woman on the team and you ask her, hey, do you think this? It's like, come on, man, you got to use common sense. You, you, you know what, what that is. But it's funny that we can sometimes handle this for other topics, but yet when it comes to, say, something that is really going to affect a class of people, it's this hesitation. It's like, it's this fear. And it's similar to affirmative action, where it's like, it just offsets racist policies. That's what people still don't understand about that. 
It's like if if all things were even, that's what it does. Is it just offsets that? It's not giving you an extra leg up. You know how many resources? You know how many generations black people are behind in comparison to a white counterpart? At least three. I can become a multi-billionaire right now and I still wouldn't be able to catch my family, my future family up to par like that. Because that takes time. And decades upon decades upon decades upon decades. You know, so I know I kind of veered off about that overall with the with the anthem overall, but I think it's just a part of the larger scope of the problem. And I know the NFL kind of makes it a little bit easier to digest. And I know it's still a lot of people that are probably mixed on supporting the NFL this year. And I and I understand why, because the players are pretty much of any player union and of any rep, they're the they have the weakest rep- representation. You know, they literally do. They can't even get on the same page a lot of times with their own rules and their own practices that they want to operate on. So how are they going to handle an issue like this? But um, those are just some of the things I kind of wanted to touch on. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening to this pod. Definitely uh, continue to follow us. I want to thank D for all the support. Definitely become, uh, definitely like, share, and follow this pod. Uh, support us. Become a patron. Again, my name is Jonathan Steele. Thank you for listening to Could You Be More Specific. I got more of these coming in the future. I hope you guys have a great week and stay safe.